Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. How would you rank 21st century male athletes in non-team sports for their most dominant of this century? Who would be those guys? How would they stand out? I put up a poll question. I'd encourage you guys to go check it out. 30-some-odd thousand of you have already voted. And it's always intriguing for me to have an opportunity to see what you guys think, which is why I love to use the Twitter poll. You can go find me at Clay Travis on the Twitter poll. I think there are five guys. I think there are five guys that you could put into that category that are the greatest of all time, potentially, male, non-team athlete. All right. So I don't want people out there talking about Brady. I don't want you talking about Michael Jordan. I don't want you talking about Wayne Gretzky. This is non-team, single guy event. Here's my top five. Now, again, we've got about 32,000 votes up on the poll question. If you want to roll in, I'm at Clay Travis. You can go see what everybody else did uh, in terms of their voting, and you can see who you voted as the top four, and I'll tell you that in a minute. But my five right now in order, if I were breaking these guys down in order, 
I think Roger Federer is the greatest athlete of the 21st century in a non-team sport. 20 titles. He has to go against everybody in every weight class. He has to do it all over the world. And I believe he's had the greatest degree of longevity uh, longevity of anybody out there. And so I've got Roger Federer, number one. I've got Tiger Woods, number two. And if we had done this vote in 2008, I think Roger Federer would have been number two behind Tiger Woods. I think Tiger Woods would have been number one overall. But the last decade, even though he managed to finish the Farmers Insurance Open and even though it appears that he's going to be able to play at the Masters, Tiger Woods, number two on my list as the top five. This is my top five, the OutKick top five best non-team athletes of the 21st century, male edition. So all people out there are like, what about Serena? Serena Williams, I think, is number one with a bullet overall for women. So I don't think there's much of a debate here. My number one, Roger Federer. My number two, Tiger Woods. My number three, Michael Phelps. Now, some of you are saying, why would Michael Phelps be your number three? I think the answer is pretty simple because Michael Phelps, first of all, a lot of his gold medals come in team events where he's swimming relays and whatnot. Otherwise, also I think this is significant, Michael Phelps is a swimmer, but many of his gold medals are coming just in different ways to swim. I think that's a decent argument about why Phelps doesn't deserve to be above Federer or Tiger Woods. In the four spot, I've got Usain Bolt. Why Usain Bolt four? Well, to me, Usain Bolt does something that every single person listening to us right now just about has done at some point in their life, and that's run. He's the fastest human being probably in the history of the world. The ability that he has, the length of time that he has dominated, and he hasn't ever failed, at least not yet, any drug test, although there's been a lot of talk about Jamaican sprinters and what exactly they're doing to manage to be as fast as they are. I got Phelps, uh, so my top five, Federer one, Tiger Woods two, Michael Phelps three, number four, Usain Bolt, and then in the fifth spot I've got Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, I'm sliding in at number five because to me, what Mayweather did at being 50 and 0 is impressive. But every he's not fighting every fighter. He's not a heavyweight champ. He's a small, relatively small, lightweight fighter. And so to me, Floyd Mayweather, even though he's 50 and 0, is in the five spot, and I think that makes uh, the most sense. So that is my top five of the greatest of all time male non-team athlete. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And look, we've had a a series of fallouts like these. I mean, uh, what happened at Baylor? Uh, What I said when what happened with Baylor, you go back and listen to this tape. I said, look, guys, if a situation like Baylor can happen at a small, relatively private religious institution, if they can have all of the ugly incidents involving rape and sexual violence associated with the football program and the athletic program in general, I said, guys, if that's happening at Baylor, don't pretend that it's just something that's wrong at one school. And I'll say the same thing about Michigan State, too. I think that larger issues here are at play. And these schools, it sometimes is, 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 is nice I think in your mind to believe, oh, those schools are outliers. They're doing things wrong. Everybody else is doing things right. I just don't buy into that. I don't believe that if it can happen at a small private school like Baylor, 
if Baylor, a Baptist religious institution, can have issues with covering up sexual assault, then you are living in a fantasy world if you believe that this couldn't happen at the school that you root for. And now, frankly, I mean, think about Michigan State. We're talking about the same division as Penn State. People thought, man, I hope this Penn State incident, we never see anything like it again. I hope that everybody learns that you can't have issues covering up awful, indefensible, off-the-field-related stories just because you've got a winning football or basketball program. I think everybody hoped that Jerry Sandusky was going to be an eye-opening moment that would change the way that universities behaved forever. And in the same division of the same conference, we've got another scandal that's probably the second biggest in the history of college athletics. you got Jerry Sandusky and you've got Larry Nasser. Same division of the same conference. And now, like I said, the scrutiny has spread from Larry Nasser and what did people know about him to the larger athletic program and whether Michigan State has a culture problem. And my question for you would be not does Michigan State have a culture problem, but does athletics in general have a culture problem? Because I don't think Michigan State is the cause of this athletic program problem. I think it's a symptom of larger cultural failings surrounding major college athletic programs in this country. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. To have either of these guys come under fire, and that's the poll question, do you believe Izzo and or Mark D'Antonio will be fired in the fallout from the Michigan State scandal? And 54% of you are saying yes with nearly 5,000 votes in. Izzo, this is this is something I did not know until this morning. Complaints against his program include coaches. Travis Walton was a former player and a student assistant coach at the time that this was happened. Allowed to stay on staff after being charged in an incident in which he punched a woman at a local bar where the charge was reduced to littering. So something, I, I mean, the D'Antonio deal about having the player talk to his mother about what he had done, which is an absolutely hideous situation, the idea that somebody punched a woman and it was reduced to littering. Basically, if you were in East Lansing, Michigan, you could pretty much get away with whatever you wanted if you were a good enough basketball or football player and help them win at that point in time. What do you think? Do you think one of these guys or both of these guys will end up fired? I felt originally D'Antonio had to go when I looked at all of these different situations. 16 different ones. Yeah, 16 and six different unreported incidents. I kind of feel like both do, but Izzo is such an institution that I tried to find a way how they could get out of it. But I think if you let one of them go, you've got to let both of them go. And if you're taking out the president and the athletic director in the wake of NASA and now this is coming out, if I'm Michigan State, it might be time to house clean completely just as an optics thing. Because right now nobody's going to care whether or not Tim, Tom Izzo wins a national championship. Because the only story that's going to come out if Michigan State's in the tournament, gets to the Final Four, and Izzo's coaching them, is what's going on at Michigan State. L.A., what do you guys think when you guys saw this story? Uh, Danny G. and Robert, do you think that Izzo and or D'Antonio will survive this? And then the second part, I think that's a fair question, and this goes for everybody out there listening as well, should they? And, and I don't think there are easy answers because, again, we're operating without full information of everything that surrounds this, this, uh, this story. But certainly it is... Uh, 
it is really ugly for Michigan State. Look, yeah. I've got Michigan State alums in my family. My, uh, uh, you know, so I've got uh, a close connection in some way to this program. Um, my wife's family is all from from Michigan, so this is certainly something that has taken over the state of Michigan and the world of sports talk. And I think, frankly, it's kind of taken over the nation to a certain extent. Now, maybe you hope that, frankly, I mean, a lot of this is PR related. Like maybe you hope and or think you sit around. And you say, uh, you know, it's Super Bowl week. Maybe this is going to distract from the Michigan State story. If we can survive this week, maybe there'll be less stories written about us next week and everything else and the pressure will decline. Uh, I don't know whether that's true or not, frankly, but I do think it is a uh, it's a wild story and an unfortunate and an ugly story. 877-996-6369 if you want to react. What do you guys think in L.A.? Yeah, this is a tough one because we need more information about these allegations against the basketball program and D'Antonio with the football program. If those allegations are true, then I feel like both guys need to be let go. And the one thing watching the E60 special early yesterday morning that really got my blood boiling was more information on Nasser that we didn't even know last week. Like, the women's gymnastic coach was told by a victim what had happened to her. A trainer was told by a victim. A softball player told her coach. The athletic director was informed about these allegations. Um, you know, earlier on, and, and when you talked to Dan Wetzel, he had heard rumblings about one of those trainers or accusations, but we didn't know there was a list like this. So that that's really troubling. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Tom Brady appears weekly on WEEI Mornings, and he's been doing it for many years uh, on the Kirk and Callahan Show. Uh, the Kirk and Callahan Show, WEEI had a host who took a shot at Tom Brady's, one of his kids, I believe, based on his Facebook show. He has a five-year-old. I haven't heard this audio yet, but here is what one of their hosts said. Tom Brady heard about it. He was not pleased, but here is what one of the hosts said about Brady's child. Listen here. Fun at night, Reamer Long, Sports Radio, WEEI. I've talked for over two hours about this Tom versus Time thing. I loved episode one. I see no issue with the timing of it, and I'm looking forward to episode two. It was Patriots porn. I, yeah. say, I did not use that phrase. I know. You did. I was hoping you would, though. So you could mock me for it? Yeah, sorry, I didn't do it. Uh, what'd you think? It was fine. Jesus. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, Just fine? Come on. All right, I thought the first scene was so staged, where Brady's, like, in the kitchen, his kids being an annoying little pissant. Ah, uh, Okay. Um. So Brady was upset about that. I'm just that's the first time I've heard it. So I'm just listening to it and thinking about it. Both Tom Brady and also the perspective of the uh, of the parent angle because I've obviously got three kids myself, like a lot of you do listening out there. So his kid is being an annoying little pissant, is what the guy at WWEI said. So Brady said that this is a quote. We don't have the audio from him yet, but Brady says, and I think this is going to turn. I don't think. This is going to turn into a major story. I think, this is Tom Brady, I'm quoting him. Well, I think that I've tried to come on the show for many years and have showed you guys a lot of respect. This is Tom Brady. I've always tried to come on and do a good job for you guys, so it's very disappointing when you hear that, certainly. My daughter or any child, they certainly don't deserve that. 
uh, the co-host of the morning show that Brady comes on, apologized. And Brady said, I'll obviously evaluate whether I want to come on this show again. So I really don't have much to say this morning. So maybe I'll speak with you guys some other time. Brady then cut the interview short. I think I'm the only guy out there on the show right now who has kids. I, I understand that it's going to be a big deal because it's Tom Brady. But if he had said an annoying little brat, you are doing a reality show. And as part of that reality show, you have decided that you are willing to have your kids and your wife and putting them out there in the public eye. Now, my rule on social media in general, this is my rule. If you talk about my wife or you talk about my kids in a negative way, I block you and I don't want you to have anything to do with me because I feel like it's a little bit like the mob, right? In general, wives and kids should be off limits. If you want to take shots at me, then you have the right to take shots at me. If you want to take shots at my wife or my family or my parents or anybody like that, like to me, that's, that's out of bounds, and I block you. Having said that, this is a little bit of a complicated situation because the show itself is about Tom Brady's family. So when you greenlight a reality show about your family, even when it involves your young kids, if your kid, and I haven't watched the show, so I can't speak to the scenes that he's talking about, but if the scene itself, the kid is being a brat or seems like he's he or she, I don't know which kid it is, is behaving in a fashion where the kid is being a little bit of an ass, and guess what? Newsflash, kids ain't always great. I got three of them. I got a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 3-year-old. Sometimes they behave like brats. And I feel pretty confident that if I had a reality show at my house and the cameras followed me around, some of you would say, you know what? Man. Clay Travis's kid was really a brat this morning. Some of you right now are getting your kids ready for school. And you're like, when you talk to your wife or you talk to your husband, they're going to be like, how was the morning? Well, you know what? Insert kid's name here. Was a real brat this morning. We shouldn't have let him stay up late and watch the Royal Rumble. We shouldn't have let him stay up late and watch Star Wars, whatever they were doing. They didn't get enough sleep and they were behaving like a brat. I can't tell you the number of times that I have said to every one of my kids, you're acting like a brat right now, you're going to have to take a nap. And they're always like, no, dad, no naps, no naps. That's the number one threat that I go to. If you're acting like this, you're acting like a brat right now, you're acting like you didn't have enough sleep, you're going to have to take a nap. So I haven't seen this scene, but if he had said he's the kid is acting like an annoying little brat, is that offensive? I, I just When you make a reality show and your family is involved in that reality show, I feel like on some level you are opening your family up for criticism. Certainly Tom Brady's parenting style would be open to criticism. So I think, frankly, Brady's overreacting here a little bit because now it's going to be a story, whereas if he just ignores it and doesn't care about what somebody is saying about his kid, nobody pays attention to it. That's a throwaway line in the middle of a show. And maybe it's the phrase annoying little pissant, but if he had said annoying little brat, is that out of bounds? I just I don't think that that phrase is out of bounds. Now, I understand as a parent why you wouldn't want somebody to describe your kid as an annoying little brat, but Brady chose to do this reality show about his parenting and involving his family. So are people just not supposed to comment in any way about his family? Oh, 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 right. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.